This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And now for something completely different. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Right, Chris. All right, good evening. How the devil are you? Welcome along. It's Monday and it's all going rather well because Spurs at the moment are being held by Fulham. Which is good if you're not a Spurs fan, uh, but not good for me because I predicted them to win 2-1. But let me just say, if you do follow our prediction show uh, every week, Brad this week is having a nightmare. And I think, he, oh no, just as I say that, Spurs have gone 1-0 ahead. Well, <laughs> talk about a commentator's curse. Uh, and guess who it was that scored? Yeah. 
Roy, Roy Kane? <laughs> Harry Kane. I was thinking Roy Keane, to be honest with you. 1-0. 1-0 to Spurs as we go in. So my 2-1 is still on. Come on. Come on, Spurs. Uh, don't normally say that, but I need the point. But yeah, after, after an awful week in the Prediction League, I think that um, Brad will be contacting Anthony soon, begging him. Begging him on bended knees to come in and have another go. He's got two points so far this week. Not a good week for Brad. Not a good week. And as he went 3 0 to Spurs, the run continues. I think he may not even be top, but um, can I just say he's got some got some great news. Um, you may have seen that at the beginning. You may be able to see it scrolling along the bottom there. But yep, Leicester Till I Die are now part of the TalkSport fan network when it comes to podcasts. You'll still be able to get the podcasts in at the same place, but uh, we'll be doing that in conjunction with TalkSport. So really pleased about that. And um, tomorrow night, we've got a couple of different shows this week because it's the FA Cup. Uh, tomorrow night, there's a new quiz at nine o'clock. The price is right. Mm. What is all that about, I hear you ask? What is all that about, Chris? Well, I will tell you tomorrow night. Tune in at nine o'clock. And then Wednesday, <laughs> we've had this guy on so many times. I've realised we didn't actually ever sit down and have a one-to-one about his time and his career. So... We're going to be talking to Steve Linux one-to-one in the conversation Wednesday at 9 o'clock as well. But this show is all about looking back at the weekend and last week. Um, Maisie, who's going to be joining us, we were hoping that she would be back tonight. She's been enjoying herself in Spain, went to watch a Barcelona game last night, the lucky devil, uh, had a great time. So she's not with us quite yet. Uh, but when you've got somebody as beautiful as my next guest, who needs, who needs Maisie when you have got the extremely, extremely gorgeous Anthony? Oh, <laughs> oh look at that, ladies. Ladies, fight to... back. I'll get back, ladies. Get back. Nothing to say. The size of these arms, Chris, that's fighting the leaders off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all I can believe it, you know. I mean, you know, I believe you, you're up for an award, the golden, uh, the golden arse crack. Yeah, oh, super, well, that, that that's a award that I would love to win, to be honest with you. I mean, Arsenal <laughs> hasn't won a trophy for, you know, well, the Premier League for a while, so I just might as well win a trophy myself, well, you know. This is so, it. This is yeah. it. I don't know who will win it first, your arse or the Arsenal. That is the question, but oh, hey, no, that is good. a good question. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you; it is looking good. But um, look, yeah, well, you mentioned the earlier breaking news. <laughs> I think everybody's computer has gone absolutely yeah. chaotic, and I think it's probably the least surprising breaking news of it. Well, the last week at least. Uh, Frank Lampard has been sacked by uh, Everton after they got defeated by West Ham. And they're now looking for their sixth permanent manager in five years. I mean, yeah. not a surprise, Anthony, was it? No, it's it's not a surprise at all, Chris. To be honest with you, I think he it was he lasted so much, you know, in this job. He was in this job for a long time. I think it was going round about maybe blimey, about the last couple of months. Uh, we've been mentioning about Frank uh, Lampard, you know, with his role. Mm. Obviously, obviously, 
you know, the game against West Ham, it was either going to be Frank Lampard or David Moyes to go. I think Moyes Yang on in there by the skin of his teeth, but obviously he's beat um he beat Everton, which obviously caused Frank to lose his job. And I'd be honest with you, Frank was in there for way too long. They should have got rid of him by Christmas, I feel. Do you think he I mean for me, I think he was the wrong choice full stop. I mean, when you're a club like Everton and they're not a big club anymore, and I'm no no disrespect and if James is in no disrespect to him but you know and I don't get me wrong I, I've never claimed Leicester are a big club but Everton aren't been I can't remember how long since they won something um they stayed up last season on the last day um well sorry in the by the penultimate game sorry not the last game the last yeah. book game and you know that was Frank um he they were in that position when he took over but whether he improved them or not is another matter, but he kept them up. But surely in that particular situation, you need a manager to come in that can keep your club up. Simple as that. Yeah. And, and rebuild it. Now, whether that's a big Sam or a Sean Dyche, but you know, if it happened with Leicester now, I wouldn't go and say, oh, let's give Wes Morgan the job. You know, no. you need a manager that when you're fighting relegation, and it's not, all his fault because Everton are in such a mess. But was he not the wrong choice from the start? It's, it's quite an hard one to answer that one because at the time you most probably would have thought, like obviously coming from his role at Chelsea, you most probably would have thought he would have suited like an Everton. Maybe, you know, a lower uh, club so he can bring in, uh, you know, a few players win some games, gradually float them up to the top of the league, like, you know, sort of thing, going up the league. But unfortunately, he's, he, he, never, he didn't do that. So it does make you think, uh, I don't think his, uh, his, his, his tactics are spot on. Um, his, his method of coach, his, his coaching, I think, is all wrong. The best top days he was at manager was at Derby, let's be honest, you know. And... Um, but it's like what you said. You need, I think, when you're a team down at the bottom towards the Premier, you need that manager with experience, a guy that's been there, done it, and has, has made teams survive and gradually go up the league. By that, I mean uh, Sean Dyche. Um, he's the next candidate to come in to uh, manage Everton. But you know, I, I, I mean, you could wish Frank all the best, but I, I rather wish the new manager that comes in, wish him all the best. I hope he does the right job for, uh, for Everton because, let's be honest, if Everton's not in the Premier League next season, with these teams that's going out, it doesn't seem like a Premier League without an Everton football club in there, does it? I mean, is there, I'm going to I'm going to take the opposing view to that, and I suppose, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but no. you know, this is this I think is an Arsenal. Yours is an Arsenal comment versus what I'm about to say is a Leicester comment in the size mm. troops, is that I don't care, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, you know, Man United have been relegated in the past. You know, Liverpool used to be in the lower divisions before, the, you yeah. know, Bill Shankly. It's nice to see Everton go down. And if that means, whether it's a Bournemouth or a Fulham or a Forest, you know, one of the teams that hasn't been up long or has just come up, staying up, mm. I'm all for that. I really, really am. And, you know, as I say, I get fed up with teams that just cling on by the 
skin of the teeth every year. Wigan, Wigan used to do it. You know, every year yeah. they would just stay up. And you think, oh, for God's sake, go down and give somebody else a chance. And no, I, I, I would not miss Everton at all. And in a way, I actually think that it would do Everton good. Because I can remember when Leicester went down to the third tier. Ian Holloway mm. was the manager. Wasn't a bad manager because the next season he actually got Blackpool promoted to the Premier League. So we know he's not mm. a bad manager. But we had just been around that avoiding relegation, bottom half of the second tier for so long. It was just a case of when we were going to get relegated, not if. And it gave us a chance to have a clear out, get rid of the dead wood, you know, get rid of players that, that didn't want to stay because of where we were, etc., and get rid of those that weren't any good. And to me, that was the start of the the climb, obviously, for the to the Premier League. And I don't necessarily think it would do Everton a bad a bad thing to to go down and rebuild. No, I mean, I mean, you can look at it. Um, well, let's take last season into consideration. I don't was Burnley in the Premier League, and they went down. And look where they're to now in the Championship. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Burnley fans have got used to them obviously winning games now. And mm. they never won that money before. But, I mean, with, with Everton, um, it's going to be slightly different with them, obviously, in the Championship. Uh, whoever the next manager is, if they are in the Championship, which is more than likely uh, they will be. But they're going to have to clear the team, uh, you know, sort some players out. they sell uh, players. they bring a few players in. But I don't mm. think they'll do as well as what Burnley has done. I don't think they'll be... Um, Top of the league in the championship. I don't think that at all. I think they'll most probably finish around about top eight, maybe in the playoffs. But, you know, I mean, it's it's sad times for when it comes to, you know, a team you've well known for years, in, you know, playing well, top flight football. You're, obviously, you're a lot older than me, so you, you've known them. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it says it all there, doesn't it? Everton are now looking for their sixth permanent manager in five years. I mean... Yeah. You know, I mean, it's already been said, Terry, like, you know, has said, you know, at least they've got the balls to sack him. We haven't got the balls to sack, you know, um, uh, uh, Rogers. And don't forget, guys, tomorrow it, on the BBC webpage uh, for Leicester City, do read my my my, uh, my Tuesday talking point. Every Tuesday, the clue's in the name on the BBC Leicester City webpage. Uh, very tongue-in-cheek this week. Very tongue-in-cheek. But uh, and they replied to me saying my sarcasm does shine through. But, it you does. know, <laughs> it, you've got to... I mean, if, if we get rid of Rogers now, you can't say he's not had a, a decent chance. But, you know, Lampard going in, like I say, I think was just the wrong, the wrong choice. You know, mm. it was at Chelsea. Okay, got them into Europe, uh, you know, into the Champions League again. But he, what the squad he had, do you know what I mean? And he, he had some good youngsters yeah. coming through. And Burnley, I, 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 the problem with Burnley, well, the thing with Burnley is, and what they're having a great season to, this season, they got rid of so many players when they went down because teams were coming in for them. And it always happens that, doesn't yeah. it? As bad as the team is to get relegated, teams come in for, uh, for the players. They'll lose. I mean, they're already talking about Gordon. He's been linked with us. He's been linked with Chelsea. There's a load of players that are going to be linked with leaving, and it won't be a bad thing. And it's not in the short of money because they've got a very, very rich owner. 
Well, yeah, they have got a retuner. Um, oh, what's his name? Bill, is it Ken? Mishuri or somebody, isn't it? Shuri, yeah, and he, you've got the actual owner as well. I, I um, so he's the owner, but you had um, uh, Bill Kenyon, is it? The uh, Bill Kenwright, Bill Kenwright, that's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how he become an owner because he was actually, believe it or not, he uh, he actually used to be in Coronation Street. Um, but <laughs> yes, he did, yeah. Well, he, he's a theater entrepreneur, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. I mean, they and were interviewing him. He was in charge uh, a lot during the Moyes years at Everton, etc. He was, he you was, know. yeah. And to be honest with you, I don't think they'll ever find a um, replace a David Moyes, even though he was manager there for years. He was, he always got them round about, you know, the top eight. He got them into a Champions League once, yeah, and I think that yeah. was going back in two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah. So you know, I mean, that's that that's the best football Everton has ever pretty much played. You know, mm. getting into that Champions League, but. It's like now. I mean, they've they've really got to look for the right manager. If it was me, I would have. It's like what I said. I would have sat Frank back in December, got a new manager in January. Because I've got to promise with you. Look at all. We're, we're in a transfer window. Mm. I mean, they might get a new manager in, but is he guaranteed to maybe sign maybe one or two players, maybe a couple of players on a loan just to help them out? Is yeah. it's too late. It's too late now for Everton. Uh, they're going to miss that that transfer window, and um, it, I think it's safe to say, Chris. Yeah, they they they'll be a Championship uh, team next season. They will yeah. be. I don't think, like I say, it will do them a lot of harm. But and it's you no. know it's okay having money. When I mean you know most clubs in the Premier League have got money of some description. Yeah. Uh, but Mashiri, who owns Everton, I think it's the first game since 2021 that he's actually been at. And it's yeah. OK having the rich owners. I mean, I'm going to use Arsenal as an example here. You know, you've you've got owners that are prepared to back the club with money, whether you like them or hate them. And I know there's a lot of Arsenal fans out there that hate them. But you can never mm -hmm. accuse, you know, your Arsenal owners of not putting the money in. But what you've got now is a good manager to go with it. Exactly the same with um, Newcastle. Got loads of money, but if they didn't have the right manager in, it doesn't. And that's what Everton have not got right. When you've had six managers in five years, you've got to say something is going wrong. Yeah, something is desperately going wrong. It's got to be going wrong, obviously, with the managers that they appointed, the players that they signed. But it doesn't matter with what they got there. The, a part of it, well, most of it, the butt stops with the board. Technically, mm. you know. So yeah. I, I think it may be a time that you know Everton most probably go up for sale, and, and they they need a new owner. Uh, they 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 need a change all round. Basically, mm. new owners obviously as new managers, they need to get rid of players, new gradually new players, introducing new players into the team, maybe bringing some up from the reserves. And this is what I'm saying. This is when they're in a championship. Yeah. Unfortunately, not now on the screen. And I've seen uh, Roy Hodgson has just been given an award by Fulham because he guided them to the highest ever finish. Of course, Roy's out of a job. <laughs> be careful. I, mean, I, I always say be careful what you wish for. I don't yeah. think. I don't think you can be too worried about getting anybody that's going to be any worse than Frank, to be honest with you. I think no, you would be I think too no. worried to do a better job than that. Yeah. Um, 
But with the owners, sorry. Sorry, I was going to say was, you know, I was going to say want the owners out. Sorry, you go ahead. Sorry. So yeah, I was going to say it won't surprise me if they get a manager just for this season, Mm. just in for this season temporary. And if they do get relegated, maybe it might not be a John Dyke. You you don't know. You you might see uh, Wayne Rooney stepping in and taking over them in the championship. Yeah, you know, Terry's just said the same there. Um, I think if you are a um, an Everton fan, if your present owners sell out, you don't know who you're going to get in. Um, no. You've got a guy there with a lot of money that might just turn around and say, "Do you know what? I've had enough. I'll sell this for peanuts." You know, look at who Milan Mandrich sold Portsmouth to. He didn't know, but it was a criminal who's taken them right, you know, who caused them so many problems that they dropped, you know, all through the divisions. So it's an awkward one. But I think think they're down this season, and I don't think it will do them any good if they stay up. Go down, get the um, uh, uh, parachute payments. And look, you know, you see what it's like, don't you? Yeah, Norwich keep bouncing back, Watford do. Um, it might not just say do them a, a lot of harm going down, but um, of course, the worry is now is all the clubs looking over the shoulder going, don't sack your manager now, we might get Lampard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll obviously be. Yeah, we'll be talking about, you know what I mean, Harry? Uh, but we'll be talking about different managers as we go through the game. But it yeah. is um, the review show. So let's have a look straight after this at last week's game. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Yeah, if you are um, listening on the podcast on Catch Up, we are now part of the TalkSport uh, fan podcast family and um, pleased to be so. So it shouldn't affect how you listen to us or where you can find us, but it's nice to be part of uh, uh, that um, that organisation. Right. Um, going way, way back, it seems ages ago now, to last Wednesday, Palace, Man United. I mean, this surprised me because Man United have been going well. Yeah, they have been. Uh, I mean, I, I had Manchester United bound for a win in this game, but I knew it wasn't going to be a walk in the park uh, because of obviously Crystal Palace team, what they've got, the players they've got, the manager with Patrick Vieira. Palace always seems to me they always turn on. That they always flick that light on when they got the um the top games, uh, you know, the top teams to play. Yeah, and um. Yeah, I mean, we we've had it before with Palace. I mean, we've lost them and they uh, lost to them, and they've and last season they beat our win uh, run when we drew with them last season as well. So, you know, is um they 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 could pull something out of the bag quite unexpected this team. So, it's good as you. Team. I was with you. I had it down for four 0 with the United. <laughs> 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 that is why I never bet, and don't don't yeah. bet. Don't recommend betting, children. And remember when the fun stops, stop. Um, but yes, um, yeah. blue Peter badge to the first fan that wants Liverpool. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, 
I've been impressed by Man United. I really have this season. Mm. I didn't think they'd be doing as well as they did. And I thought they would be finishing sort of outside the Champions League place. It's a rebuild for them. But as you can yeah. see there, you know, one of the weaknesses for Man United, they were giving away a lot of free kicks around the box. And eventually that mm. cost them. <clears throat> Well, it did, yeah. And like I, I, in the ninety-second minute, I believe. I mean, the, the, I was watching this game, and um, well, bits of it from what I can gather. But it's like what I said. I mean, it was a good, good game for Palace. I mean, they were giving away super free kits because of the Palace way of the attack, you know. And um, they were getting. It's like what they say: they're giving stupid uh, free kicks away around the eighteen-yard box. And what happens in, in the end? The last one. The last free kick that he um, decided to give away, Palace exploited that and they, they got the goal. So, yeah, and I mean, what a good free kick that was as well. Let's, oh, let's be honest, it was, it was. But you know, I have a feeling Man United should probably have killed the game off before that anyway. And I think you know, at the end of the season, they could be looking back at this game and going, "That was one that got yeah. away from us." You know, because Palace haven't impressed me that much, to be honest with you. They're kind of, you know, up and down, and that you know, you just know they're going to finish mid-table like they always always do. Yeah, yeah. Is 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 their way of form, their way of run? I mean, everybody, every team has like a slight dip, you know, obviously yeah. throughout the season. But Palace is like a non-continuous one. It's like they'll win a game. Then they draw one, lose their next three, and then they're pulled something out of a bag. Like, yes. you know, obviously against Man United and this and, you know, and other top teams. But in this game, Chris, I thought um, that Weghorst, he, he was up front when he this was, this was his first game um, he played for Man United. And I didn't, I, I felt that he didn't play that bad against Crystal Palace. When he subbed him and took him off, that was when the um, the game changed for Manchester United. I they I thought they went poor when they took him off. No fair point. Fair point. Um, like you say, and with, with Palace, they, they never like we said, like I was saying before. I hate those teams that always just manage to stay up. They're never that bad, Palace. You know what I mean? They're never sort of like they're fighting for relegation, but they're never sort of challenging for Europe. They're just sort of. There, yeah, yeah, they're just they're just there lingering. It's like it's like most probably the way that we would probably describe them. They're they're like a bad smell. Is yes. <laughs> yes. And talking of bad smells, and they are winning one nil tonight, Tottenham. Yeah. Um, but of course, I mean, the, the, well, you know, I don't think I've ever been as shocked. But here we go. <laughs> <laughs> two nil up and then lose four two. Um I was expecting Maisie to come on then. Sorry? I was expecting Maisie to come on then. Oh no, she could make it live, but she's here she's hearing with her laugh. Uh, you know. But I mean at 2-0 up, you're thinking, yeah. wow, you know, you a team like, well, any team really shouldn't be losing that lead, should they? No, I mean, Man, Man City wasn't in that game at all in the first half. They, they were absolutely dire. Mm. And 
obviously with Tottenham going, um, you know, obviously going to nowhere, it's, you know, I, I, I was actually shocked that Tottenham was actually two nil up in the uh, in the first half, and then I, you know what, I don't know what Pep actually said to that team at half time, but it worked. Yeah, and um, he, he even actually had a go that the guy that was interviewing him after the game, he said, "Is that the same?" I don't know what you said at half time, but it obviously worked. He said, it "Doesn't make a difference what I say at half time, but I still think you've got to be careful with your questions." He's like, what? Not being funny. <laughs> I would have asked him the same, Chris. He said, what the hell do you say to your players at half time? Just come out in the second half and score uh, four goals. I yeah. mean, it was, it was what, two goals in the first 10 minutes, wasn't it? Uh, but something like in, in, sec- yes. in the second half, yeah. And I mean, then, but I mean, Morris. I mean, your ex-player, Morris. I mean, what a player he was. He, he had a fantastic game against uh, in, in this game. He was absolutely fantastic. You know, he scored a couple, um, set one up. His attacking ability is aged now. I think he's 32 now, and he's not far off uh, that, that age. He's but, getting on a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, to be honest, with you, he's, 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 he's really good. I mean, he's still got his pace and um, he's like electric when I, when I was watching him on the pitch. It's like bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, it has, that does kind of sum up Tottenham's season in that one yeah. game, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I thought they were going to go, obviously, um, Daniel, you've got to think they've lost you know, they they lost the previous game before to us, the the North London Derby. Then they lost to Man obviously Man City as well. So um they're you know, they're they're there round about. Um but I don't think they're gonna get in the top four this season. I think if they if I had to predict, I think round about fifth, maybe sixth for Tottenham. Um you they're about you're you're looking at. I think so. Like you said, you know, um the Alvarez got one after fifty one minutes. And Haaland, yeah. of course, he had to get in there. Got yeah. one after fifty-three. You know, they. Yeah. It was like, well, I mean, Tottenham were just blitzed away, and then only ten minutes after that, Mares got his first before adding sort of that, you know, one at the last minute. But um, that, and again, though, I don't know what this says about Manchester City because the other night I actually said that Man City may throw second place away. And yet they've now, since I've said that, they've had two really good games. But you don't know what Man City's going to turn up, do you, either? No, you don't know. I mean, but we'll most probably talk about their um, their next game against Wolves later on. But, I mean, Pep's looking at that team. I, I think um, he's... I mean, in the last game, he dropped Foden because he said he wasn't match fit. Mm. And um, is it Calvin Phillips they got there in, in midfield as well? Yeah. Apparently, since coming back from the World Cup, apparently he's put on um, quite a bit of weight. Um, Pep said he would not uh, be playing or be on the sub bench until he actually used that weight. <sighs> so, you know, this is this is all the stuff that's flying around and you, and you read it all. But when you look at the picture of Calvin Phillips, he, you can tell he has put on an extra couple of pounds. But you soon lose that in training and playing in the reserves and then just play coming on and playing every game every now and then. So, you know, I think he's I think he's been strict now, uh, Pep. I don't think he's gonna stand for no nonsense from now to the end of the season. 
I think I think he's got to, hasn't he? You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, then we went on. Well, we went on to Saturday. We caught up, and I'm going to be honest with you. It did finish nil nil. Um, I had this one down as uh, a one-one, so I did get a point. Um, yeah. But Chelsea um, visiting Anfield, nil-nil. <laughs> I mean, you calling we were calling this a mid-table clash, and you never thought you'd ever say that with these two teams. But it's true, you know. Um, Potter, I think I thought his time was up, but he, he's kind of still hanging in there. Um, yeah. And Klopp, I think if he'd been, a, you know, a Chelsea, a Man City, uh, he'd have gone by now. Yeah, you most probably would have thought that, you know. I mean, this the, the, the new Chelsea owner, he must have some sort of faith in him. It seems like a, um, a Leicester again, doesn't it, with Brendan Rodgers? But, mm. you know, he's, um, I, I think he's, he might have in his mind and say, well, look, we've got, um, we've got Potter here. We're going to have to give him time. Sort the players out, sort this team out. They've got so many players in this squad. Uh, I think I think they won't be like to sign anybody next season because the amount of players they've got there and the the players on the wage bill at Chelsea this minute is unbelievable. So I don't know if it's true though because you hear that it's boy hey you know the owner that's buying the players and not Potter and Potter doesn't even know sometimes who's coming in. <laughs> No, he doesn't. No, I think what what we gathered of that was when he um, when he was interviewed about Modric coming in, mm. um, he couldn't even give an answer to the question, could he? No. So, you know, so he, he was um, he was a bit stumbled on that one. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I think it is that way. He's bringing in the players, and obviously, as we know, it's Potter's job to get the players playing well, make them yeah. gel really quick, and obviously win games for them. Yeah. But, in this game, I couldn't see anything. It was obviously it was a middle table clash. We knew it was going to be a draw, whether it was a nil nil or a one one. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. The, the, the teams are being they're, they're poor at finishing, aren't they? Well, I was going to say it says there under both teams, uh, weaknesses were poor at finishing. <laughs> that was for both of them. And then you look at the strengths of the game, and there was. There's hardly any strength there. There's only one for Liverpool. And you yeah. just look at this and you're thinking, like, neither of these teams are probably going to make it into Europe at this rate. No, no, they're not. They're absolutely not. And I, I've asked Doug, you know, the um, Liverpool fan. He's mm. actually predicted that Liverpool will finish sixth this season. Sixth. Yeah. And then if, if Liverpool finishes sixth, God knows what Chelsea fans are going to predict their club this season. I think I think they'll I think they'll be eight for yeah by eight for, I think Chelsea have finished. To be honest with you. Well, at the moment, as things stand, um, Liverpool are in ninth, Chelsea are in tenth, and I know we're you know we still got technically half the season to go, but you've got Brentford, Fulham, and Brighton above these two teams, and. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I think Potter was possibly the wrong person for the job. I was surprised when he was appointed. And I think it was a, a statement from Bowie to sort of say, look, I'm, I'm sticking, you know, I'm supporting English managers or British managers. And I don't yeah. blame him for taking the job because let's be honest with you, when I, I sound like you now, to be honest with you, <laughs> uh, you, as a manager, 
And and Pearson said this when he went into, and I know you got Pearson at your other club, Bristol. Um, but when he went to Watford, he said, "Of course, I'm going to take the job because if they sack me, I still I get, I get a payoff." And I think, you know, in fairness, from Potter's point of view, he looks at it and thinks, "Well, if I don't take it now, when will I get a chance again? And if I go yeah. and I don't and I fail, I'm still going to get lots of money." And let's yeah. be honest with you, if you and me got the sort of money that um, they were getting for payoffs, we'd never work again. No, you wouldn't. No, and. I mean, a prime example, you said it with Nigel Pearson and obviously he's at my other team, Bristol. They, they won't sack him because he's got three years left on his contract. And, mm. you know, they've got to pay his wages plus installments after that as well. So this this is the reason why sometimes these managers stay in jobs longer than what they really are, you yes. know, than what they should be. So, you know, I mean, obviously the same could be happening at your club as well, Chris, with Brendan, you know, yeah. you know, but... You know, we, but going on from that is, I mean, this this game was, well, it was dire, in all mm. fairness. This game was dire. It had nothing in it. There was no, I, I quite enjoyed it for a nil-nil. It, there, was, there were spells in the game, but the, the spells mm. in the game, with me, I thought Chelsea had the chance, more chances to win this game than what Liverpool did. Yes. yes. Definitely. Yeah. But... Obviously, they couldn't get on the they couldn't get on the end of the ball. Their their final third of the game, well, from both teams, the final third of the pitch was dire. There was nothing there. Mm. So, th- th- there's nothing really more that you can say about this game. To be honest with you, it's just you know, it's it's just like yeah. oh right, it was nil nil. Oh right, okay then. There's a shock. <laughs> well, you you mentioned uh, Brendan before. Uh, he's still yeah. in situ. And we got our first point of the season of the of the new year. I mean, <laughs> this was so annoying. And I was doing the watch along, and I was utterly not. I'm not going to lie. I was pissed off. And yet, yeah. I had predicted a draw. And had you given me a draw at the start of the game, I'd have bitten your hands off. You would have, yeah. But then. To concede with two minutes to go, it's, it's such a lesser thing to do. You know, we'd gone 1-0 down. Uh, Amit Amina for Brighton and Hove, what a what a player. I've seen a few Arsenal fans saying, have we bought the wrong Arsenal player? But he, was, he, had, a, he had a fantastic game and it was a great goal. I mean, he should have been shut down, but you can't take that away from him. It was a great goal. But then all Brighton yeah. had to come on for another injury for Pratt. Uh, Barnes got a goal, um, which makes him joint top scorer. And I say they got that equaliser in the last minute. Fair play to Brighton because a lot of people said, oh, we should be beating teams like Brighton. But Brighton, they stuffed us 5 2 earlier in the season. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they, it's the first time we've got any points at all off a top half team this season. That kind of sums our season up. But you know, nothing should be taken away from Brighton. I mean, their manager was a, was unbelievable when they got that equaliser. He was doing his old Jose Mourinho impersonation, running down the pitch. But Brighton having a great season. Yeah, they are. Um, you you can't you can't fault, fault Brighton at all. Obviously, they're playing well. What's up against them? And you just got to look at the Premier League table, and is there in front of you in black and white, basically. You know, so and. I know what you're saying. I know you were frustrated because I was actually watching um, a bit of your, obviously, 
a bit of your watch along as well. And at that time, um, if the score was one all, then you was two, winning two one. And then, um, listen, I got to say one thing, Chris. When is watch alongs? Do not spoil it and put the scores in the chats in the comments. <laughs> right, that's all I'm gonna say. Right, but yeah, if it's two two, I mean, in fairness, some, somebody did, and I went a bit mad at them for doing that. Yeah. But apparently, it had come up on the on the one thing on the screen, and on the I screen, was just, yeah. I was just annoyed. I was just annoyed. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. We yeah. say we always say no spoilers, but um, yeah. yeah. But I mean, this thing. You couldn't fault yourselves playing, Chris. I know it's got him when a team scores like in the last couple of minutes of the game against you, you know, because it feels like you played um, played well. I got to be honest with you, the, the best player I felt you had on the pitch, or one of the best players you had on the pitch, was Barnes. Mm. On that left hand side, I thought Bar I thought Barnes was brilliant on that left hand side, and I, I think. There is there is talent there with him. I don't know what you you or other Leicester fans feel about Barnes, but every time I've watched him play, I don't think he plays a bad game. You know, he he's, he comes up, he steps up to the plate, he scores every now and then. He can create goals as well. You know, so but I mean, this is a good result for Leicester. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> the point, you know, what I mean, we'll go, we'll take it. Um, yeah. And uh, I agree what you're saying about Barnes. I mean, Leicester fans, and I, and I guess you could say this from a few clubs, but Leicester fans seem to have a pick on a player that you're thinking like, what? Why are you moaning about? You know, he came yeah. back under Prell. We got we Prell brought him back on loan from West Brom, and he saved his seat. You know, he, he saved Prell's probably job that season, and. Then the following season, he was absolutely, oh, he's, 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 he never shoots. He gets into these great positions and he's looking to pass. He, why isn't he shooting more? And then the next season, he was taking pot shots from here, there and everywhere. And everybody's going, oh, he's so greedy. <laughs> why isn't he you know, passing the look? I'm thinking, the poor guy can't, can't win. It was like people hated Ben Chilwell when he was at the club and yet he was England's first choice left back. But we will get so to me, you know, he's joint. You know, people that are saying, and Craig, you know, Craig that does the show with me, he, yeah. um, he, um, he doesn't like Barnes and he thinks, you know, he, he says that, you know, that keep picking Barnes is what will cost Rogers his job. But Barnes is the joint top scorer. How can he not, you know, how can exactly. you knock that? Um, and the thing I That's like funny. about Barnes is he actually goes at the, um, yeah. he goes at the the opposition. He doesn't sit, you know, and he doesn't always come off, obviously, but he does at least have a go and goes in there. But uh, but no, looking back, once that's kind of settled and sort of got over the fact that we'd lost it in the last couple of minutes, um, I was I was pleased, and I said we we shouldn't degrade Brighton by saying, well, you know, we should have we should be beating teams like that. Brighton are seventh. Yeah. You know, they are probably going to get into Europe in some... Sorry, the sixth, sorry. They're probably going to yeah. get into Europe in some way this season, I have a feeling. So, yeah, let's not decry Brighton. They're having a good season. And their new manager, I thought when Potter left, I thought, oh, that's it. It'll end now. Yeah, but you, another unknown. Yeah, you, you would have thought he would have actually struggled with that. 
you know, and to be honest with you, you look at the results compared from what Potter's got at Chelsea to, to Brighton, they, they with Potter even, they got the right manager there. Yes. You know, I mean, I know it's a different style of play. I think from you compare Brighton from last season to this season with this new manager coming in. Yeah. Um, I, I feel that under Potter, Brighton defended more. But now with this manager now, they seem to be attacking more. Yeah. And their defense stay back, so they've got they they've got so if they get done on the counter attack, Brighton they've got the defense and the def- and McAllister there at the back, ready for that to happen. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. they yeah. they they that they got a really good team there, mm. really good team and a good manager. They they they'll, they'll go into the um I think is it the Europa Conference? Uh, at th- sixth, I think it could. B, I think, yeah, I think it's the conference that they will go into. Um, I think what was annoying as well from me is that when we were winning, we were actually um, on on sort of joint points with Tottenham. Oh, sorry, with Nottingham Forest, sorry, uh, who were losing at the time. Uh, They got a point uh, and they are the sort of the next game up. I mean, fair play to Forrest. And I, I can't understand how come Forrest is still buying players. They bought that many in the summer. But they had to. And I accept that they had yeah. to make those purchases because there was a lot of loans that they'd have to go back and uh, a lot of um, players that were out of contract. So, yes, they did have to go and buy a load, but they're still buying players now. Um, yeah. I don't know what's happened with FFP. Um but, you know, they're 13th. Uh, I didn't think they'd go down. They're probably going to get, you know, they probably are going to stay up. Um, Bournemouth, I'm not sure about Bournemouth. They're in 18th at the moment. They, they're going in the wrong direction for me, Bournemouth. Yeah, they are. They're going in the wrong direction. And unfortunately, if there's any Bournemouth fans watching, I know you're friends with a Bournemouth fan, Chris. I know I you are. I can't <laughs> but unfortunately, yeah, I think you're going to be playing championship football uh, along place, with Everton next I season. Lovely place, Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're lovely. Fans are lovely. I tell, and I've always said that about. <laughs> so you carry on. <laughs> but I mean, if 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 anything, it's fair shake to Bournemouth in this game. Mm. Get Nick in the point because I had I had Forest down for the win. I I think I put Forest down as a two 0 win, maybe on your predictions last time. But you know they are on in there. Um, they they got the point. Uh, Forest is like what I said. Uh, they're, they're signing too many bloody players. You, mm. I mean they've got Chris Wood now, haven't they? So yes. <laughs> he lasted that was a, castle, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. You know, I, I mean, maybe maybe all these players, you, you feel like, well, but yeah, with all these players, you've got to give them time to gel. Yeah. But in one way, I suppose they have sort of, not, not 100% gelled, but I suppose they've gelled maybe 50% because they seem to be picking up points, don't they? You know, a draw here, yeah. the odd win there. So, you know, they're obviously doing something right. And it's like what you said. I think they'll stay up as well, Chris. I think they'll finish... I think they're finished around about maybe 15th, 14th at a push for us. Yeah. I mean, Bournemouth, they went ahead. Um, 
that you know again they let it slip in the 83rd minute um yeah. and, and is it steve surridge it's definitely surridge getting the goal who a couple of weeks ago was absolutely being panned by the forest you know couldn't score yeah. in the old proverbial ladies house um yeah that's right yeah up and rescues them a point i had it down as a two nil as well oh did you mm. Yeah, I think I think me and you had a few because you ripped mine down on a bit of paper, and I think uh, me and you had quite a few of the same scores uh, in the last prediction show. Yes, yes, I think we did. Like I said, I think I think Brad's going to be asking you back after this week that he's had. Yeah, he had the best week he'd had in ages was last week when you stood in for him, and his worst week is this week when he's is back. This, yeah, <laughs> well, he's. Um, I think he's the Frank Lampard of score predictions. <laughs> Uh, you've just lost a friend, I think. Um, <laughs> Villa visited Southampton. Your ex-manager, Unai Embry. Good evening. Yeah. Um, I've got to be honest with you, it wasn't the most exciting the game. Southampton could claim unlucky. They Was it two goals they had chalked off for VAR or one? I'm not, I'm not sure. I, th- um, I remember it being one. Maybe, maybe it was the one. Um, if yeah. you look there, I mean, the only strength Southampton had were um, stole the ball often from the opposition. Villa strengths were stole the ball often from the opposition. <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah. Were effective at creating goal scoring opportunities. I think this was probably the most for me. And I've only seen highlights, obviously, but for me, I had to sort of watch the Chelsea Liverpool game again. Most probably, yeah. There was nothing in this game. I know it was. I think was it Watkins that scored the goal for Villa. Yes, yes it was. Yes, yeah, so it was. I mean that it was dull. It was boring. Uh, I mean they were even mentioning it on Sky Sports News. I can't remember who was actually. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, commentating, like, obviously, the, throughout the game. Oh, it was but, Watkins, yeah, Watkins that scored for Villa, yeah. But, yes. Yeah. Well, you and, should know, uh, I mean, you, 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 you work on Sky Sports News, don't you? Mm-hmm. You work on Sky Sports News. You could oh, come on standing. <laughs> oh, and Anthony Kamara. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I still I watch that every now and again. It still makes me chuckle. Uh, but yes, it, it... I watched that last week. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I did. I did. I did. Um, but it, it, Southampton and I thought had maybe started to go do their usual thing, and they were just going to stay up and what have you, because. They've yeah. beaten Man City in the cup, and fair play mm. to them for doing that. You know, I mean that's that's not an easy thing. Um no. And I'm just trying to see because they, they they won a game after that as well. Um, where are we? Yeah, because they beat the Everton, which all right, you know, doesn't everybody sort of thing, but yeah, that yeah. that was a six pointer <laughs> for them. Um, 
and you're thinking, oh, maybe. Think now, you know, I I can't remember with the VAR whether they got it right or not, but it it's dropped Southampton back to you know joint bottom with Everton. It has, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's worrying times there for Southampton and Everton mm-hmm. and Bournemouth, but. It, you know, I mean, when they pulled that result out of the bag against Man City, you were thinking, God, bloody hell, are, are these, you know, yeah. are they going to be on the up this season, you know? And depending mm. on, obviously, the, the, the teams they've got play. I mean, I don't know what Southampton's running's like um, going into February. I don't know who they've got, but yeah. they, they haven't really bought anybody, have they, in this window, Southampton? No, I haven't no. Really... The next game is Brentford, which you would... Uh, at, at, away at Brentford, so you've got to think that that's probably on current form a, a home win there. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean they have yeah, got a week, we off, got a week off, obviously with the FA Cup. With the um, FA Cup, yeah, but it's nice to charge your batteries, like sort of thing. But yeah. yeah, I think it's worrying times. But this game was flat. It was dull. It was boring. I know it was like a, the last. I think. Villa scored in like the last five minutes of the game or something stupid like that. Eighty-three but, minutes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you know, it was just, it was just, it was just absolutely boring. I mean, to watch. I think what makes, I think both teams were playing. I know, um, you know, Emery likes a four-three-three. Mm. Uh, whether Southampton played that as well, and they kept cancelling each other out the games, and you know, and, and all that. I mean, it's like they're the strengths. I mean, what was the strengths? It was just winning the balls off the opposition, wasn't it? Basically. Yeah, basically, so yeah. that was it. So, th- th- it, it's, it's just it was just stale this game, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Southampton, I mean, they only have the weakness, which were poor at finishing, but that's probably one of the yeah. main ones, isn't it? I mean, I, I've got to say, I, I was happy because I went for a one nil to Aston Villa, so that was one of my uh, oh, one well, of my yeah. three pointers. Uh, I'm pleased to say, uh, you've had Emery obviously at um, at Arsenal. Didn't yeah. work out. Um, you yeah. replaced him with Arteta, and we'll come on to that later. Is he the man that can do well at Villa? Because he turned down Newcastle allegedly, and now he's he, but he accepted Villa. Yeah, I feel that. I think you know Emery. I think he's one of those that he likes a challenge. I mean, obviously, he didn't get much of a challenge at Arsenal. He knew, like with with Arsenal. He was going to finish, like, you know, obviously in the top five. And he, he accepted that. And he did well because the players um, that he we added in the squad was dead wood. Most of all those players have gone now that mm. United Emery managed at Arsenal. And uh, as you know, Arteta's come in. I, I think Arteta's been, you know, he's, he's doing a fantastic job at the minute. You can't fault Arteta, you know, for what he's doing. But... I think with Aston Villa, they've got a very good manager there. I mean, his CV proves that, Chris. Yes. You've just got to look at his CV. Give him time. He knows what sort of players he wants in, um, you know, Emery. And I'll tell you something now. I, I I think Aston Villa's got money to spend. Yeah, yeah. I reckon they have. Um, we haven't seen I much of it, have we? have Grealish money, haven't they? I don't think they've spent all that yet. No, that's right. Yeah, they haven't spent all of that. I mean, they, they've sold Danny Ings now, haven't they? Mm. They've got rid of Danny Ings. So, yeah. I, I think you're going to see at least one one or two more players coming in to Aston Villa. I mean, you know, Emery's one of those. He tries to get a player at the last minute 
before the the seconds and the minutes starts ticking down. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is. But yeah, I, I'm enjoying. I mean, apart from this game, but you can't fault Aston Villa what they've done and what Unai Emery has done from this season. He's turned around. Um, not I won't say completely, but he has partly turned around. He's like a boat sailing the wrong way. He's just gradually getting him onto the right course. And um, well, they, but they, they, beat, they beat Tottenham. Um, yeah. they, they, they beat Leeds. And obviously they beat Southampton. So they've won three of the last five since the World yeah. Cup come back. Uh, losing to Liverpool, which, fair, you know, fair play. Uh, yeah. they, they drew with Wolves. But yeah, I think, I mean, they're in 11th. I think they'll probably finish sort of mid-table. Mid, mid, mid table. Uh, yeah. Like I say, 1-0 for me was good because I predicted it right. The game I didn't predict right, but was probably, well, it was it was called El Sacchio, and it turned out to be El Sacchio for one of the managers. Uh, David Moy is still in situ, Everton, I mean, just look at that. I've never seen one of these before where there's absolutely no strength at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, West Ham have got, I mean, West Ham are in trouble. They're down yeah. there with, with Leicester fighting, you know, to, 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 to stay up. Um, you know, they've had a couple of good seasons like Leicester and now they're struggling. Um, but you know, they've got created a high number of chances. Uh uh, stole the ball off and from the opposition. I need new glasses, I'll tell you. Uh, were effective at uh, creating um, goal-scoring opportunities from long shots. Were effective at creating goal-scoring opportunities from set pieces. Were strong at finishing. And like I say, and then just look at Everton. And there's <laughs> nothing in their strengths. No. No, there's nothing in their strengths. It, it tells you about the Everton team all around. Uh, in this one, and it was just dire. We we knew who what, what team was going to win this game. Yeah, the losing team, their manager was going to be sacked, and obviously it was Frank Lampard. I don't yeah. know if there's any truth in this, Chris, but Frank Lampard's dad, Frank Senior, apparently he was the one that picked the Everton team for Frank. And Frank was obviously on the touchline shouting out instructions to the team. But it was Frank Lampard's dad that picked the team. I, I read that. Wow. Yeah. I, I haven't heard that, but that yeah. if that's the case, wow. Uh, <laughs> that was all you can say to that. I mean, I heard, yeah. I know um, with when Gerard, because I, I, I spent New Year's Eve with the, with the Scotsman and he happened to be a Rangers fan, lovely guy, yeah. uh, my next door neighbour's daughter's partner. And I said to yeah. him, I said, oh, would you have Gerard back now he's, now he's been sacked? He went, not in a million years. He said, but the problem is that Gerard was the face, but he had no idea. It was the assistant manager that was doing the tactics and calling the shots. Yeah. But to have your dad <laughs> you know, to do with the club calling the shots. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all we all turn to dads for help, don't we? But Jesus Christ, you know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I had this as yeah, a nil. Yeah, I could believe it when I read that. I'm thinking, blimey, what was your dad picking the bloody team for? I think what it was, he felt sorry. For, I think what I read was he felt sorry for his son obviously Frank, and Frank asked him for a bit of help, and he said, well, I'll, I'll pick the team for you and then and then take it from there. But obviously, look what's happened. 
I know, pick a team that you know you've not been watching, you don't see it training. Oh, that that's yeah. that's weird. And if that's carrying on, then uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, unreal, unreal. Going down, I think Everton, aren't they? Yeah, but yeah, they're going down. Yeah, yeah, you're dying. <laughs> <laughs> Good Sorry, night. To the shock result of the weekend for me. Yeah, this one. Palace nil, Newcastle nil. I am abs. I mean, this to me is. I mean, I know you know everybody's you know looked at Leicester and said that's the way that we want our club to be run. Blah blah blah. And I know Newcastle have the well, they're not the richest club in the world. That that's a misconception. They've got the richest owners in the world, and there is yeah. a, a big difference. But obviously, they've got the money there. But the Newcastle owners. They're not doing what Mashiri is doing at Everton. You know, they seem to be spending yeah. sensibly. They're not going in and saying, right, okay, we're Newcastle. We know you, you know, you know you want 30 million for this player, we'll give you 40. You know, they're going in and negotiating. Um, and they've got a damn good manager. And I thought that Eddie Howe would be going in as a stopgap, but he is, you know, when he, when he was when he stood down, and we let's remember he wasn't sacked at Bournemouth. He stood down, yeah. and you know he went and he's watched other managers and he's picked up, you know, not unlike um, Josie Mourinho did with Bobby Robson. You know, he's learned from these other managers, and here yeah. you can see where you've got the money, but you've also got a good manager. You do need those two things, and Newcastle have got that. And I could, I could. To be honest with you, see them possibly nicking second. Yeah, I mean, it's like what you said. I mean, with, with Newcastle, they've got the owners there, they've got the manager there, and regarding the players, I think they've only got around about eighty percent of the players there at the minute. I mean, they're 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 strong. Um, well, they're strong in defence. They're very good. Brilliant in midfield. Uh, that's where roughly their goals are coming from. But unfortunately for Newcastle, they're weak up front. And mm. I've always said that. And it's the same with this Palace uh, team as well. That they're, they're very weak up front. But let's have a look at let's have a look at Crystal Palace here. We can't fault them, Chris, because they've had a one-one draw against Manchester United. They finished their winning streak in one way, mm. and now. They've 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 drawn nil nil to the, the the third and the fourth team in the Premiership, so you know things things are slightly looking up for Crystal Palace. They're gradually turning the corner uh, under Patrick Vieira. So you know I, it's like what I said they play well against the top teams, but unfortunately towards the bottom teams they, they didn't play that well. Palace, but I mean this this game, I think. Even though it was like what we call a boring nil-nil, but it, it wasn't a bad nil-nil. Um, if you ask me, I mean, if if there was if there were strengths there, I I think I mean obviously the weaknesses the poor of the two teams would have been obviously they were poor at finishing that final third of the pitch definitely for them to, you know, yeah. so that that would have been that. I mean, they, they were both effective. I, I think they were both creative down the wings. Um, they're, they're, they're attacking style of play. Uh, the defence was good for Palace because um, it had to have been because I felt it was more Newcastle challenging Palace. But then again, Palace had their chances, you know, to maybe nick a goal. But, you know, you know I, I feel that 
if I if I had to give congratulations to any one of these teams, it would be Crystal Palace. Yeah, fair play to them because, like you know, yeah. were on an um, an amazing run, you know. Um, and then we come on to um, Sunday's games. Uh, another nil nil uh, leads Brentford, and again, I suppose you know Brentford. Again, nothing down under the strengths for Brentford, and that's surprising for them this season. Yeah. Chris, I watched this game. It was actually live on Sky Sports main event. And do you know what? In all fairness, I my missus cooked the Sunday dinner. I, I I thought to myself, I should have cooked the bloody Sunday dinner and I would have had her sat down watching this game. Uh, to be honest you hate her that much, do you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Chris, there was nothing in this game at all. It was dull. It was boring. Um, I feel that Leeds had the chance to win it. You know, I mean, obviously, both teams were poor at finishing, but Leeds had a couple of chances to put the ball in the back of the net. Brentford was just... The, 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 the attacking was poor. I mean, one of the shots um, was come from Ivan Tooney. It just went blasting over the bloody bar. You know, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was nothing in the game. It was just like he took the shot, he turned round, he thought he knew, he knew he wasn't going to score it. He just turned round, he just walked off in a huff, like, you know, like, oh, well, here we go. And that was it. It was, it was nothing. There was no charisma in the game or anything. Yeah, that's what you got to remember. Yeah. That's, that's, that's going over your head, isn't it? That has gone over my head. I didn't hear you. <laughs> with this betting scandal. Oh, uh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. With this betting scandal. I don't yeah. think anything's going to come out of that until the end of the season, though, Chris. I no. think they've he, he played now for Brentford, obviously, right up to the end of this season. And then that's when they're going to look into it, is when the season finishes. I had this as a 2 0 uh, to Brentford, so I was disappointed. Um, yeah. It. it it, it doesn't look a good game, and like you said, you you you, you sort of sat through it. Um, yeah. Now I'm sure I'll just sit back and let you get excited and sort of raise your camera up a little bit, so we don't see how excited you get. But um, oh no, sorry, this is the next game. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I knew he was going to do this. <laughs> On to this one: Arsenal three, Manchester United two. What a game! What a game. Yeah. I was watching this. It was on. Well, I wasn't, con you know, it was on, as you like, while I was doing other stuff. So I was kind of half watching. Yeah. Um, I had this down as a 2 2. So I was well pissed off with Arsenal. <laughs> Never do anything that you expect them to. Uh, but no, I said a few weeks ago, I mean, I didn't think you'd be, I didn't think you'd be top. But I said, you know, even straight after the World Cup, that I think this is your title this year. And I do think yeah. it's yours to lose. Manchester United, I think, will finish top four. Um, I really yeah. do. I think I have to give credit to Man United. I thought this season would be a rebuilding season and therefore a season where they might, you know, finish mid-table, but take that because they are rebuilding. But they're not. They're sat there in, in fourth. Um, and But, you know, you guys... 
it's five points, but you've got a game in hand, so it could be eight points. You know, you've lost one game all season. Yeah. What? You know, Arteta out, eh? <laughs> well, let's, let's, not, let's not go that far, Chris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I never job. did, but a lot of Arsenal fans did. <laughs> a lot of Arsenal fans did. And in fairness, I was one of them. I, I when, when he was appointed the Arsenal manager, it was like, me, what experience has he got? But, you know, I mean, they got him, they gave him a chance, you know, it's taken him a few seasons to get him where they are. Uh, yeah, he's done a fantastic job and I, I'm I'm happy where they are now. So, but, <laughs> but with this game, Chris, I watched this game and I was happy to say that I had a few beers during the game and a few beers after the game. So obviously yeah. celebrating the win. But, yes. What a fantastic game of football. It was absolutely lovely to watch. Um, this, to me, was a game for the weekend. Both teams did exactly what they had to do. I know Man United lost, but it's like what I've been saying to the Man United fan. Take the positive out of this game because there wasn't really a negative in the game that Manchester United played. No. Not one. I mean... That Rashford goal, I didn't care. You could have, you could have been the best goalkeeper in the world. You weren't saving that. Yeah. That shot. You could have been the best goalkeeper in the world when Saka scored his first goal when he equalised. You weren't saving that. So do you know what I'm saying? Goal, so was, <laughs> yeah. You did kind of steal all the good goals from the weekend. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, and you know, I mean, obviously, I did see. Eddie, well, all eyes would be on Eddie Nketiah and he's in, in scoring two. He was at the right place at the right time when he equalised. But on the last goal, I thought when I first watched it, I thought it was roughly, I thought it was offside. And then it wasn't until I actually saw um, when it was VAR and they showed the replay that it was Wampasaka who was running back and actually made the players back onside again. So... You know, it was that, but it was a very close call. But even if the game finished 2-2 when that goal got disallowed, I mean, what an entertaining game of football. Uh, it was. I've got to be honest with you, game of the weekend for me. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm, I was kind of sort of, it was there, like I say, on the screen, like it is now with Spurs Fulham, but I was doing whatever I was doing on the, on the computer. Uh, that sounds wrong, but it was definitely football. It wasn't anything else. Um, and, you know, I I looked. It wasn't great. I mean, there's some fantastic goals. But somebody said to me, and, you know, obviously we, we, we know we've won the Premier League once and that's probably going to be the only time. But yeah, people can always say to me, when did you start believing that you were going to win the the, the the thing. Now, it was different for Leicester because we're Leicester, mm. if you like. We're not a big six club. Um, are you believing yet that this is going to be your season? I mean, yeah, I, I, I think you can. I mean, look at the transfers we've also done in this window. I mean, we could have went in, we could have got um, Felix or we could have got Modric, but... I think what it was, Arsenal were interested in them, but I think they, they looked into the depth of the transfer and um, most probably thinking, well, these aren't the right players for us now. And that's obviously took, that's why Chelsea stepped in and, and took them away from us. But 
I mean, we didn't. We we got a squad that we we haven't really got a lot of depth. But the players we signed in Trossard and um, uh, I can't think of the other name. I'm not going to say his name because I'll destroy it, Chris. Uh, the <laughs> centre back we signed them. <laughs> what did you go on have a go with it i know i know you like saying the name <laughs> no i won't do uh, i won't do no that. i can't i can't, but, I can't uh, think of it but is, is trossard i mean are you happy with trossard like i said we, we talked briefly before the start of the show and um mm. you know mitimimo miti you see i'm having your problem mitimio whatever it's called Great, had a great game for uh for, for Brighton against Leicester, scored a worldie. Um, yeah. and a lot of Everton fans were saying, I uh, say Everton fans, Arsenal fans, I saw say, Oh, did we buy the wrong, <laughs> you know, or, uh, Brighton player? Trossard, yeah, did buy, again, you know, you, the board again, you know, you're top, but they're not sitting on the laurels, they're still strengthening no. the squad. Yeah, and I mean, and that was a brave decision. Like obviously, this game with Arteta taking off Martinelli and replacing him with Trusser, and he was actually in the vault, uh, involved in the last goal in the build-up and play, Trusser. Mm. So, you know, I, th- I think he will come on. I think he will come on leaps and bounds. He's Premier League proven. He, he's proven that, and um, I think it's 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 not like saying, "Oh, we're going to drop Martinelli and play Trusser there." It is like um, it's a bit of a resting time for Martinelli. Do you know what I'm saying? So he's not playing every game. He's not knackered. I think what it is, Arteta wants to be a Man City. You could place quality with quality. That's what Arteta wants in this um, in this mm. Arsenal squad, and you can actually see that. But you ain't going to see that until one or two seasons time. I mean, we're gradually filling up the depth uh, in our in our squad at the minute. That's the reason why we've gone for these players because we didn't have a lot of depth and we're still in the Europa League. You know, any for anyone could get injured in there. Yeah. Even, yeah. even Friday night against Man City in the FA Cup this Friday, you know, it can anybody can get injured in that game. But you know, I, I, I feel he's 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 been switched he's switched on and he's monitoring his targets. He, he's he's using his head in this window. Uh, I feel lot of Arsenal fans said was one we haven't got the squad depth which you say it's now working and there were, and as, you know yeah. even you know, the Arteta outs even when you're doing well we say oh well wait until we uh, wait until we come up against one of the big clubs and what have you well you've blown yeah. them away this season haven't you yeah 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 and I, I mean I'm glad I, I mean I'm not a fan of Man United obviously but I, I've been telling Man United fans <laughs> no, Chris. No. <laughs> you know what? What you said at the beginning of the stream about these teams trying to stay up and survive and all that go bloody down and you know, I can see yeah. the same thing about Manchester United winning the bloody league all those years and say, Well let someone else win the bloody league for one <laughs> bastard. No, that's fair, fair <laughs> point. Fair point. But the process is working and I know we've yeah. had a lot of banter. I've fallen out with a lot of Arsenal fans because of their attitude. Uh, I have nothing against Arsenal in particular. Uh, no. I've had that with some Newcastle fans. It's not the fact that, you know, you're being linked with our players. It's their attitude of, well, of course they want to come to us because we're Arsenal. But this season, credit where credit's due, you know, you, yeah. you, 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 you're smashing it. That said, yeah. 
this team are helping you, Manchester City. I mean, they've gone to Wolves. Um, I actually predicted a 3 0. Yay! Uh, it was 3 0. It's quite funny because Steve went 4 0 and Brad went 2 0. And I went, oh, I didn't know. What did I do, Chris? I think I said 3 Did I see 3 0 or 3 1? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Um, well, let's have a look here. What did you go for? Uh, you went 3-0 as well. Yes, you did. Yes. Oh. Um, but Manchester City, they, 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 they're not consistent this season. No. They're dropping points where you, you they wouldn't normally. You know, they're lost in the cup, which they wouldn't normally. But fair play mm. to them. They are still in there battling. Wolves had been having a little bit of a resurgence. Yeah. I mean... Pep's not going to give up uh, without a fight. We know this, Chris. You know, that that's the sort of manager he is. Um, we like to call him Manchester City, but on just for tonight, we're going to call him Halland City. That's what we're going to call him. Uh, <laughs> I mean, phenomenal. Look at it. I mean, this is his fourth hat trick this season, Chris. Halland has scored. This guy is just an absolute scoring machine. Literally, he's... Is it 25? I think it's 25 Premier League goals, but 31 goals all in total. I'm not after 24 or 25, but I think they've he's already equaled the Golden Boot winner from last season. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, you say, and it's all over by the way, Spurs have won 1 0, so I do get another point. Brad doesn't, <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know. I can went with that again. I going back to the season we won the league. You know, Vardy was on fire. Yeah. You know, he he couldn't yeah. do any wrong. He got the eleven and eleven and all this, and which Harlan could well well beat this season if he does. You know, fair play to the guy. If anybody's going to do it, I think it could be Harlan. But you know, sometimes one player can just make all that difference. And when you look at what they paid for him compared to what yeah. they paid for. Grealish, I mean, it's 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 got to be the bargain. I mean, everybody everybody says that Vardy was the bargain of the century, although it was last century, in fairness. But the bargain of this century has got to be Haaland. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, I'm, I think it was only, what, 51, 52 million? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you look at, I know his wages are extortion. I think he's on something like 500k a week in here or something stupid like that. But, I mean... I mean, does it make a difference from how much his wages to how much obviously you paid for him? They they, they had to put you know put some money uh, down for him, and yeah. to me, it's money well spent. It's like what I said, this man is an absolute machine. He is a scoring machine, and it is a joy to have a player like this playing in the English Premier League. Yes, you know, it's going to get frustrating, Chris. You know, uh, more so if you're an Arsenal fan. Because he's the one that you know that's going to obviously win Manchester City the um, the Premier League if they do win it. Yes, you know yes. this is this is what we're worried about. If he can if he can avoid what people see is about when he gets injured. But with Haaland, when he played for Bristol Dortmund, he never got injured. The only thing that injured him was himself because the size of him. He used to get muscular injuries and stuff like that to himself, right. and he used to be out for a while. But you know, it is that that was what it was. 
it was all to do with muscular injuries with Haaland because of the his posture of his body, you know. But I, I've got to be honest with you, they're they're they're, fa- they're a fantastic team. It only takes one one game um, for Arsenal, uh, one or two games for them to slip up, and as you know, Man City is back in it. Yes, so, it is, but. You know, at the moment, it, it, it's looking good and, and fair play to you guys, you know. Yeah. Uh, just out of interest, uh, and I am just sort of totally not. We don't have a prediction show this week because it has a, it is the FA Cup. Uh, so yeah. we're back in two weeks. But can I just say that Brad, as I say, without you, got two points, which takes him to 114. Steve Linex got four points, which takes him to 89. But somebody else, and I don't know, who's, who is the third person in, in, in the... Oh, it's me. Uh, I got nine points, and I'm on 116. Oh, it's so difficult not to look smug at this point. Oh, <laughs> what can I say? Uh, yeah. I'm just going to total up now what you would have got for Brad had you done it again. Um, right, so he went 2-0 to add up these points. So... You went 2-0 for um, Crystal Palace, Man United. So you wouldn't have got anything there. No. Uh, You went 2-2. You went 2-2 for the uh, Manchester City Tottenham. Yeah. Um, So you wouldn't have got any points there. Um, You went 1-1 for Liverpool, Chelsea. So you would have got one point there. Okay. Um, you went 2-1 to Forest, so you'd have got nothing there. Right. Uh, you went 3-1 to Brighton, so you'd have got nothing there. Uh, okay. <laughs> bad, not done so bad. Um, you went 2-0 to Aston Villa, so you'd have got one point there. Two. Uh, you went 2-1 to West Ham, uh, so you'd have got a point there. Three. It was two, it was 1-0, wasn't it? Yeah. No, 2-0 oh, West Ham. Yeah. Um, you went 4-2 to Newcastle. Oh, sorry, yeah, 4-2 to Newcastle over Palace. <laughs> so <laughs> your goal first definitely didn't come through there. Um, no. You went um, 3-2 to Brentford. <laughs> Those two games really let you down, didn't they? They um, did, yeah. You went 3-0 Man City Wolves. So you got three points there. Three points. Oh, right. So that's one. That's six points. Yeah, because you were dead on. You got the right score. Um, yeah. You went three. What did you do? Arsenal. You went two two. Arsenal, Man United. So you got no points there. Yeah. Uh, in fact, everybody went two two for that one. And you went two one to Fulham. Yeah. So you got no points there. So. So. I- uh, the week before you did get twelve points, but this this week you got half that six points, but still better than Brad's two. Still better than Brad's two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, actually four points, four points for uh, Steve, two for uh, Brad, nine for me. What can I say? You know, one hundred sixteen. 
do do what man <laughs> it's not fixed you've only got to go back and watch the show you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no i'm doing what man united did to newcastle that season i've been crawling him back again you are well. yeah so what is it two points between you and brad is it um yes i think yeah 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 me. Two points. He, he, he may probably want me to step in. Well, he, he, two weeks there, you've, uh, you've you you would have done better for him this week. Yeah. definitely, definitely. But uh, right, the table as it stands: um, Southampton, fifteen points from twenty games; Everton, fifteen points from twenty games; Southampton, seventeen points from twenty. Sorry, Bournemouth. Sorry. 17 points from 20 games. Is there your three to go down, do you think? I think it's safe for them to say they're going down, yeah. Yeah, it is, it is, it is obvious. I know with, like, it just needs a win, and then when you win, it takes it up from... Well, blimey, it could take it up from Leicester, can it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Nobody's 18, safe in that. Nobody's you know, safe literally. there. I think from, Pal- from Palace... I, I could most probably see from Palace down, really. Hmm. No, you, you, know, you could be right. I mean, um, Brad went for Southampton. Well, we, you know, we, obviously we're completely wrong with what we predicted at the start of the season. Uh, Brad has gone Southampton, Everton, Bournemouth uh, as being the three to go down. Yeah, it's exactly the same as me, and as it stands there at the moment, Dave, uh, one of the presenters, has gone Forest, Everton, and Southampton. Uh, yes. Yeah. Fair play to him, fair play. But like you say, Wolves, West Ham, Leeds, Leicester, um, Forest, probably Forest aren't in it now. Um, well, they said that they're only four points. So at the end of the they're day, you know, yeah, be. I think Villa upwards are safe, but I think Palace, like you said, Palace downwards, Palace downwards, it, yeah, it's scary. Um, definitely now the top half of the table. Um, some team from North London's top. Uh, <laughs> the only difference there after today's game is that uh, Tottenham have now got three more points and Fulham are still on 31. So it yeah. hasn't changed tonight's game, which is awkward because sort of playing tonight. But it was a battling game. It was a battling game. Tottenham looked to be holding on for a lot of the time. But Tottenham got 36 points. Fulham still in seventh with um, 31. Um, to, <laughs> let me just go through the top four that, that, that we had. Brad had in this order Arsenal, Manchester City, Newcastle, Manchester United. Yeah. Dave went Arsenal, Manchester City, Newcastle, Manchester United. I went Arsenal. So we all think that Arsenal are going to win it. So enjoy this love that everybody has for Arsenal. It'll only last. It'll only last because we're fed up with Man City. But once you've won it, we'll go back to hating you again. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) I I went Arsenal, Newcastle, Manchester City, Man United. But since then, Newcastle haven't done particularly well. And Man City have done well. Um, Yeah. I can't see past that. Top four, to be honest with you, the, the finishing in fourth. Fair play no. to Manchester United because they're having a great season. I didn't think they'd do that good. Fair play to Newcastle. Um, again, 
and have a good season, but not that well. Um, fair play, Manchester City, where you would expect them to be. Arsenal, yeah. they're exceeding your expectations, aren't they? They are exceeding my expectations. I'm, I'm really surprised that um, we're, we're top of the league. Um, I, I, including myself and any Arsenal fan, let's enjoy it while we can. Enjoy it now, being top of the Premier League. And um, let's hope we win it and also win the uh, Europa League this season because we've got a, we won the um, the group now fixtures. You're just being greedy, aren't you? The, the Europa League fixtures. So we got a buy. So we're not in the round of 32. We go straight into the round of 16 because we won our group stages. Ah, right. So that's the new rule there. But yeah, it's, it's like what I said, Chris. Is there going to be Arsenal, Man City? He's going to be at a Newcastle, Manchester United, obviously um, f- finishing third and fourth. Personally, I think he's going to be Newcastle because uh, Manchester United's got no money. They've got no money to spend, Manchester United. This is why they got that wet horse in, you know, obviously to just... It's basically because they, they've got really nobody up front. I mean, Martial is injured from uh, Man United. Uh, so wet horse is up there. Um Maybe I I always say don't judge him on goals, judge him on his work ethics. This workhorse because that's what he's going to be doing. He's he's there, a striker yeah. up front with just doing a job. Uh, um, I mean, it was a surprise uh, that by in big horse, but like you say, yeah. I don't necessarily think he's been brought in for his goals. No, no, it is going to be for his work ethics. It's just somebody there up front that can bring it the team in more round. The key for Manchester United for me is Rashford. You know, mm-hmm. without him, I don't think Man United would be up there is, you know, that far up the table. But I think Newcastle, I think you're gonna you're gonna get a surprise um signing at Newcastle uh by the end of this window on the last day. If anything it'd be a striker uh mm-hmm. Newcastle will want and that they they will get one. They will find a goal scorer. Uh this season, so I think Newcastle will finish third. Just to just to have a quick look at this, because this is what we did the other night. Um, yeah. We had a mid-season review, um, yeah. and basically um, start. We'll start at the bottom. Um, sack everybody. <laughs> Everton that proved right. Southampton yeah. and well, we thought West Ham as well. Disappointing yeah. seasons. I actually would have had Leicester in the sack everybody, but I was outvoted. So teams that have had a disappointment. And this is like, because of what, you know, we knew that Everton were going to struggle, but they're doing worse. Liverpool and Chelsea, for example, are in disappointing because we would expect them to do better. We would expect them to have been high. So their season is disappointing, along with Spurs and Wolves and ourselves. Could right. do better, possibly Villa, uh, as expected. So the the where we would have sort of said they might might well have been. So Palace, Bournemouth, see Bournemouth because we expected them to get relegated. Um, yeah, you've got uh, Leeds, Manchester City again are where we would have expected them to be, and Forest uh, mid table, right. but exceeding expectations. Well done to Arsenal. Brighton, Brentford, Fulham, Manchester United and Newcastle. And I think we got it pretty much a spot on there, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think you have. I think the exceeding expectations, you've got to look at where um, Brighton, Brentford and Fulham are uh, in this league. I mean, I think 
Fulham, I, I most probably predicted for them to go down this season as well because they've even just come up. But, yeah. you know, they've been fantastic. I think the signing of our old goal, uh, goalkeeper, Leno, I think he's made a big difference there at the back between the uh, between the two sticks. Uh, Newcastle, fantastic. I didn't think they'd be up in the top four. I think I predicted them around about sixth or seventh this season. Yeah. Um, could do better... Um, you say Villa. He, uh, For the money that they've had, do you know? Because they yeah. had a big exec, uh, injection of cash with the new owners. They got the Grealish money, uh, and that is probably down to the Gerard. Yeah, it is probably down to Gerard. Because had say Emery been in there from the start of the season, Villa could have possibly been where you know Fulham or, or something like that. You know, maybe something. Uh, yeah. But yeah. yeah, but looking at it, Chris, from what you just said, yeah, I think you you know you've got that pretty much spot on. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't argue with that. Well, we will see. We will be speaking to you every week. See if that smile gets any bigger, or see, oh, if, it, <laughs> or see if it disappears altogether. Um, <laughs> maybe, but, yeah, maybe. Let's just have a look, shall we? At um, what is going to be uh, coming up? Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Next up, it is The Price is Right, a brand new quiz show. Um, and Brad is going for it. He's, he's going to be our first guinea pig, I mean contestant. And he will be, it's, it's quite simple. If anybody watches Anton Deck's new show on a Saturday night, it's a bit like that. Basically, I will give Brad a player. He's got 11 players because obviously that's a team. Uh, he'll be giving 11 players, one after another, and he has got to guess their transfer fee. He can right. go over, he can go under, but he's given, I think it's 30 or 40 points to start with. And if he's over by about five, then he loses five points. Or if he's under by five, he loses five points. But if he gets it spot on, he gains five points. So we're going to see how that works out. That hopefully yep. should be a bit, of a, bit, a bit of a laugh and a bit different. And that's tomorrow at nine. And then Wednesday at nine, I'm speaking to this guy, the legend that is Mr. Steve Linex. Absolutely. Thank God his footballing was better than his uh, match predictions. <laughs> He's obviously on the prediction show every week. But we've never actually sat down and had a proper talk about his uh, his career. So we'll be talking his career yeah. and obviously his time at Leicester as well. And that is Wednesday at nine. And just to That'd keep you updated, I've also got David Connolly coming in the week after and Russell Osman coming in the week after that. Um, oh. And there's another big name that I'm trying to snare that I don't know he... Uh, he he was talking to me, but he hasn't spoken to me for a few days. So I don't know what's going to happen yeah. on that. Uh, yeah. But uh, and, ho and hopefully as well. So another one, Ian Hume, hopefully as well. Um, oh, that'll be all right. If we can sort it out. He's over there in Canada now. But uh, yeah, so a yeah. lot of chats coming up, a lot of one-to-ones. Uh, -one uh, thank you so much, uh, Anthony, for tonight. Just give everybody a shout out and uh, where they can find you. Well, you can find me on my socials. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At my name, uh, Sexy Gooner. Um, at <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anthony Herbert, sorry. And um, you can also find me on a show. Check this out on the Manchester United channel. 
And I'm hosting a show called Gunners from All Corners, where it's all Arsenal content. We get Arsenal fans on there. We talk about the game. Um, we do have a laugh and a banter. And, um, you know, we um, there, 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 there can be a couple of disagreements throughout. But, you know, that's that's what makes a good stream. So I'm not yes. too sure if we're doing Friday at 9. We may be doing fr this Friday at 9 o'clock. Um, I haven't been streaming since... Um, after Christmas and New Year, so we're hoping to get that one back on. No problem. Well, good luck with that. Thank you very yep. much for tonight, and um, we will speak not next week because, like I say, we're not here. We've got another. What are we doing next Monday without you? Um, we're doing something next Monday, but it isn't a review show because it's, it's the FA mm. Cup weekend. What are we yeah. doing? Have a look. Uh, oh, we're doing Room One Hundred and One. Another, mm -hmm. a, not necessarily a quiz, but if you ever watch Room 101 on the telly, uh, it's a yeah. version of that based around football. So I will see you in two weeks, sir. I'll probably speak okay. to you before then anyway and see you in the yeah, chat. Yeah, you would, yeah. yeah. Well done, Arsenal, and enjoy it while it lasts, mate, and we will speak soon. We will do. Thanks see you there, Chris. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Indeed. So thank everybody who has watched. If you've been in the chat, thank you so much uh, for watching. If you are listening on podcast, thank you so very, very much as well. And of course, the big news with the podcast. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Indeed. We are now part of the TalkSport Fans Network, and proud to be as well. Thank you to them for uh, getting me on there. Uh, and I will see you tomorrow at 9 for The Price is Right. Will Brad be coming down? <laughs> but I tell you what, we should have a Southampton fan on because they're coming down or going down, aren't they? I know, a cheap shot, but that's me. Cheap and convenient. Good night. See you tomorrow at 9. Take care. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. watching these videos are tremendous you'd better like them too or i'll be back lester till i die tv they think it's all over it is now it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect ultimate delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.